Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin the Thursday edition of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. What a fabulous lineup we have today on a Thursday. We're going to ship up to Boston, catch up with Josh Applebaum in hour number one, hour number two. We got our resident NFL star college football national champion, Mike Pritchard, who you say, don't give him the, the burden of the Raiders job if Josh McDaniels doesn't make it past next week. Listen, I, I'm telling you right now, I can't wait for this game on Sunday. I think it's going to be – it's a must-win situation if you're that coaching staff. It really is against Jeff Saturday and the Colts. We'll talk to Prish about that. And then we got JVT. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to join us as uh, we talk all things NBA with our senior NBA analyst. But before we get into Thursday Night Football tonight down there in Carolina, we got weather coming. I want to give a shout-out. Normally, we don't do these all the time. I want to give a shout-out. Happy birthday. Uh, I got, a, I mean, 247 years old today, the United States Marine Corps. Who oh, right. All those men and women out there, 247. Well, they don't look a day over 47, the Marine Corps. Well, first of all, just a quick thank you to everybody that serves, including yourself. Uh, for people that don't know, Dave Ross was a former United States Marine Corps member. Appreciate his great service, along with the rest of the men and women all around the world. So we appreciate that immensely. Absolutely. I was a little bit thrown off when you said 247. I'm like, what, what is going on here? And by the way, I'm glad you said, you know, the guest we have on here, because I thought you were going to mention the Thursday night game. You're excited. I said, oh, excited. No. I said, are you kidding me? This is the game where you're like, hey, Thursday night? I don't have to sit at home to watch do this game. Do I have game. to watch this? Panthers? No, you don't. In fact, well, if you're going to do it, watch it in a bar. And by the way, that's where the Marine Corps was born, in Tun Tavern outside of the great city of Philadelphia, at a bar. It's just very apropos that the Marine Corps was spawned with drinks in their hand. That's, that <laughs> seems about right. 
But you mentioned this game down there in Carolina. We were talking yesterday about the weather. You know uh, Florida weather, these hurricanes coming through. Now they keep moving up the coastline here. And they might wreak some a little bit of havoc, at least on the game conditions tonight, uh, in Charlotte for this Panthers and Falcons game. And because of it, there has been a slight drop in both numbers. Remember, this was three pretty much all week long for the Falcons. It's down to two and a half. And maybe that's because I think the conditions of the field might – level out, but look at the total. That thing was 44, 44 and a half. That is a three-point drop, and it's not just because of the barometric pressure, but it's going to be windy, and we're expecting rain there. Is that a significant enough drop for your liking to say maybe there's going to be value in the over at some point? Uh, it could be, depending on how low the number gets. The one thing I would advise is to check the game time conditions. Yep. You know, I was fortunate enough, uh, somebody on Twitter direct messaged me from Evanston in terms of uh, what the weather was going to be like on Saturday between the Buckeyes and uh, Northwestern, and you saw the impact that had on oh, that man. total. Right, It was in the mid-50s, that total, and we saw 28 points scored, and really Ohio State scored, I think, with three, four minutes left to get that to 21. So um, definitely want to take a look at the weather, see what it's like in Charlotte in terms of whether it's going to be wind. Rain generally doesn't play as much of a uh, – doesn't wreak as much havoc as wind will, so right. something to pay attention to. I will say one thing, though, Dave. If weather's a bit of a factor – I would expect two teams that are not enamored with throwing the ball based on their quarterback situations to be a little bit more conserved than that. Because I looked at the total passing completions for both guys. Yeah. I think it was 15 and a half for PJ Walker and 13 and a half for uh, Marcus Mariota. So you're not expecting a ton of completions potentially out of either guy. No. And again, and we'll see if we can get it some updated weather uh, as the show goes on here. But really, that is something to look out for. I mean, we, we say kind of tongue in cheek sometimes, but really in a game like this, to your point, Atlanta's going to run the football. Right. Now, you're on a grass field, so it's not going It's going to slow you down just a little bit, right? So that is just that those are kind of the laws of physics and grass versus turf. So it won't be as quick because, look, there's been a good over team, Atlanta, yeah. uh, throughout the, the first half of the season. If you don't expect Mario to, to, to throw it as much, I don't think that really hurts them because they're a run team first anyway. Can Carolina – with CMC now in San Francisco, can they run it efficiently enough? Or do we really think, boy, if it falls on P.J. Walker, that could be a, a, a tough road to hoe if you're going to back the Panthers? Yeah, it does feel like it now. Can they be effective against this Atlanta running game? Uh, that remains to be seen. Carolina has been inconsistent offensively, as we've seen throughout the course of the year. Uh, but this is a game that's a revenge spot for Carolina. Remember, they got beat on that game where Atlanta had an opportunity to hold on, they give up the big play by P.J. Walker, and then um, D.J. Moore gets the unsportsmanlike penalty for taking off his helmet. They miss the extra point, and they come back and miss a field goal. Uh, that was really makeable there. I think it was like some mid-30s in right. terms of the distance on that one. So Deontay Foreman, keep an eye out for him in terms of running the football here. His rushing receiving total is uh, 66, excuse me, 65 and a half. So I don't have a play on that one either way, but this, this should be a fun game to watch. By the way, did you happen to see – Cordell Patterson's uh, run up the middle against the Chargers. Oh, my God, yes. The, the, the angry run, as they say, in NFL Network. Is that what they said? Oh, my. Was that one of the most brutal finishes at the goal line you've seen in a while? It absolutely was. That was a fantastic play. And, and that's the thing. He is back now. Um, and, again, we'll see how much uh, – it looks like right now in Charlotte. Let's do our best Willard Scott. 61 degrees right now in the Queen City. Uh, precipitation, 61% humidity, 78%. Wind, 12 miles per hour. Now, as we get closer and closer to kickoff tonight, it looks like it's going to get a little bit worse. More rain is expected uh, in those winds, about 10 to 15, but that chance of precipitation is 90%. 
So what's the what's the win number that says to you we just can't throw it as effectively as we normally would? Is ten to fifteen enough to move the meter? No, I'm I'm looking at something seventeen plus. If you get into that range, uh, I think then you're concerned. But you know, this is the one thing. If you think, let's say you play over under, what have you, and then all of a sudden you see the way the game's going, maybe quickly you jump off of it. You know, I, I think that's the one thing you take advantage of the in play situation. If you made a pre uh, pre game bet, yeah. In terms of if it doesn't look like it may be going that direction. Again, that's a, always a really good, a smart way to handicap it is if if you're a little bit leery because of the weather, which clearly we are, yeah. not knowing exactly what to anticipate, what Mother Nature is going to do by kickoff, you might want to wait a little bit and, and just kind of hang tight a little bit, see what the, the game conditions look like instead of doing some of these pre-flop numbers. Yeah, Ke- Kevin Roth, who's a meteorologist, works for Roto, uh, Roto Grinders. He's a guy we've had we've had on the network uh, multiple times. We always ask him that question, what to, you know, what's the win where you really start to factor it in for football? Obviously very different for every sport. He said 15 before you even start thinking about it. I'm with a mole. It's got to be upper teens before I even really start factoring it into a handicap. And that does not look like we're getting there yet. So, again, we're seeing some 10 to 12s, but not a whole lot of 15s. Uh, as we speak today, uh, are you upset? Because I think Kelly just got brought a, a drink uh, by Wyatt, and he didn't bring anything for you or I. No, I'm upset because he's got a Michigan too. sweatshirt on. Oh, the Michigan sweatshirt <laughs> that did it for you. I knew there was something triggering you over there. <laughs> I didn't know what. It I need my computer charger. I was dying back here. I thought it was a soft drink. I was like, hey, that was it. I don't want one of those. We usually uh, would know. Actually, we asked them to come in. We asked one of the wait staff to deliver it right in here. That would be nice. Love a I, I, whenever I get a hot chocolate, that's what I ask for. Bring it right in. Hot chocolate? How do you? What? How old are you? Twelve? Listen, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink soda. So there were a few times that I'd come straggling in to do an early morning show, and I need to be awake. It's hot chocolate's the go-to. It's the go-to. It's like once a year, buddy. But Calm like, down. Out of all I've the only things, seen him do it once. I'm, yeah, I, I got, I'm working with Juan Valdez over here. He was, he was dying. The one, the one time he asked me to get it for him, Dave, he was dying. It was and, seconds and he, before a show, he goes, so Kelly, like, I got a big favor to ask. On man. the show deathbed, it's hot chocolate. <laughs> I need a hot chocolate. Because like that would be the last thing I would expect you to order. Well, that's a fair point. Most people are shocked when I actually yes. do order that. It's exactly. Shocking. It does not seem like you. No, it's not usually. You seem much more buttoned up than that. Uh, <laughs> so we mentioned the weather. Uh, and yesterday we were talking about the game down in Orlando. And because, oh. because you know the weather down there better than anybody. So I didn't even think about it. But you said, what are these people panicking about down there in Florida? That it was a cat one, I believe. Well, yeah. First of all, let, let's hope everybody anywhere, everybody's, where, good. everybody's safe yes. and down there, whether it's in Broward, Dade, Palm Beach, all the way north into Orange County, Seminole County, and all those surrounding areas. Uh, but I better say Brevard because my parents live there. So. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> but, but anyway, I know they're okay, so I, I talked to them this morning. But I got to tell you, Kelly, this fool had the call of the year. He goes, I don't, really think, they're, I don't think they're calling fouls. So I'm watching the game. And I hear um, Mark Folliwell has been doing the maps for 20 years now. goes, you know, the maps have a foul to give here right now. 16 seconds left in the half. So when they probably call, cross the timeline, you're looking to probably foul. Shot goes up with four. Offensive rebound. Well, Orlando misses both shots. He goes, Mavs didn't even have to give their foul to give. <laughs> no fouls called in the second quarter on the Dallas Mavericks. I got to tell you, Dave. Covered the NBA for 10 years. I've watched the NBA for about 35 years. I can't recall ever, <laughs> ever seeing that. It just felt like a get out of Dodge game because everybody's was freaking out. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I'm not calling fouls. We got a flame to catch. What was the final score? 94 87 and a two. The, the, the total was 212 and a half. Well, I said to Kelly, the second half total was 103. I go, wow, that's low for an NBA game compared to what we're seeing these days. 
didn't come close to getting over. But but I was just shocked because I generally don't keep the audio on a lot of games, and I turn it up because there's no other games going on. Yeah. And I hear them go, no fouls in the second quarter. All I could think of was Rossi over here. I'm like, dude, this guy's a genius. It. It, it, it reminds me of my my favorite my favorite non-trend for Matt Brown, where he always talks about away. It's I think it's away umpires in Major League Baseball because you know they really want to make sure that the, the get, they get an extra run or something in that top of the ninth, so it goes to the bottom of the ninth inning. Every umpire wants to hang out for an I, extra half inning. I got to throw in one line. It's my favorite line, probably among the best baseball lines from the greatest baseball broadcaster of all time, Ben Scully. He goes, these guys are hitting like they're double parked. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> these guys were parking like their flight was already on the tarmac. It is, it is so funny because, again, we, 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 we're glad everybody's okay. Yeah. But people freak out about this stuff. And the player's like, man, let's get the hell out of Dodge. Let's get on that charter and get back to our cities. We don't live here. The Orlando people are like, I want to get home, make sure everything's batting down the hatches and everybody's safe. Man, they, they played that game really quickly yesterday they just did. to get that over. So we'll see if we can get any weather-related trends as the NBA <laughs> first, first and only basketball-related trend all year in the NBA. Undefeated 1-0. The, the one part about it I found odd, though, the crowd was – I thought it was dang impressive considering oh. it was, what, 5 o'clock right. Eastern time? Well, that well, was for, the first indication when they moved the game up. That's when I went, oh, they're really freaking out about this yeah. stuff. No, I thought it was the TV thing because I get the Mavs email and it said, oh, 4.30 Central. I go, oh, this must be the ESPN broadcast. Lakers are playing at 8 or something like that. And, no, Kelly, here's the thing, though. It's right there. The arena's right there right. in downtown. Right it makes downtown. it convenient. Right By the way, it tells you it was a Category 1. Nobody else was worried. <laughs> the Floridians are right? like, exactly. we'll some basketball. When we come back, we'll talk more NBA next right here on Big Bets. Obviously, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, bro. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. College basketball has started. Now it's your time to get your copy of our annual betting guide at over 400 pages. It's our biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every single team. we got some experts like Greg's Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans. They're going to provide their uh, predictions for win totals, futures, and conference champions, tournament teams, breakdowns of all 60 coaching changes since last year alone. How about that? The only way to get this guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. So sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside them all, Shaw, Dave Ross here. Going to ship up to Boston here with Josh Applebaum in the next segment. But right now, we, we mentioned the NFL game tonight. We also have some pretty interesting injury news coming out of the desert right here in Las Vegas. And boy, oh boy, that Raiders game, which I know Raider fans are going, we can't lose to Jeff Saturday on Sunday. Darren Waller is uh, no longer going to be available for a while. He hasn't been available for a while. I thought you were going to say Darren Waller's no longer with us. No, he's <laughs> well, not with the Raiders. He's on IR. Now, he aggravated his hamstring injury. The team believes this is going to give him four weeks to get it healthy and play at the end of the year. Now, Darren Waller hasn't been there for, what, about the last three, four weeks anyway? Now he's going to be off for four more, and then the Raiders are going to bring him back for what? Try to get out of last place? I mean, what is going on with Darren Waller? I know it's a hammy, but there was rumors that he was going to get dealt at the deadline. That didn't happen. Maybe it's because he is, in fact, injured, but something doesn't feel like it's adding up with this story. Has not played since October 2nd. And now you're putting him on IR? Well, okay. I think with a hamstring, so many times it, it can be hit or miss in terms of recovery, right? We've seen it with Jackson Smith and Jigba at Ohio State. Comes back, look like he might have retweaked it. I think they're trying to save him for the Michigan game if he can possibly go then. Um, you know, no disrespect to some of the other teams on the schedule, but they're confident they're going to beat Indiana Maryland without him. Right. Um, I think with Waller, it's a similar situation, right? I think you look at it and you sit there and you go, hey, look, we're not getting to, you know, the postseason. We've mm-hmm. had a rough start, so – Maybe we just shelf him and, until we need him and put him on the shelf, you know? And that's what I'm thinking, too, is, like, why would you bring him back at all? Now, look, you got – I like the way you phrase it as a Christmas tree with the red and the green yeah. there. A lot more red than green on the uh, – was it tinsel on the, on the tree? <laughs> so we got a lot of green there. 
Uh, not a lot of red. You're going to need some green. You're going to have to beat the Colts. That number has already dropped down to five this week. Hunter Renfro is also out now with an oblique situation. So he's not going to be there for Derek Carr. So there goes Waller. There goes Renfro. Now you have the Colts coming in, and the, it, the Colts are getting bet. Well, I, I told Colts, you earlier in the week, take the Colts in the six. And Right, and that number's gone. And now we got flat fives. Is this thing going to get down to like four, four and a half? Well, the five's kind of theoretically a dead number, but I think nowadays with two-point conversions yeah. and, uh, and missed extra points, everything comes into play far more than it did in the past. But, um, look, I still like the Colts here. Kelly mentioned it yesterday. Jonathan Taylor's going to be in this lineup. I get Sam Ellinger's not great. We see all that. But he played an elite-level defense, or at least the performance from New England last weekend was elite-level. Um, you feed Taylor. I think he's going to have an effective day against this Raiders team offense. I mean, Raiders defense, excuse me. So we'll see what happens here in terms of how this plays out. By the way, though, I was looking at that Raiders schedule. Yeah. If Renfro doesn't fumble against the Cardinals in overtime, this season is so different. Oh, my goodness. The tenor of everything changes. They could have gone to Tennessee, potentially won that game. I mean, it's just, it's so funny in the NFL, you have three, four plays that can really dictate an entire season. You mean my my plus. uh, my 20 to 1 ticket for the Raiders to win the West would still be alive if Renfro hadn't dropped that football. And well, I, that I don't think would have been alive, but I don't <laughs> think they squander a game like the Jaguars. I think they have a lot more. Uh, it, it, look at, well, the Chiefs game, they, they squander a 17 0 lead, right? They squander oh, the, yeah, yeah. the 20 to nothing against the Cardinals. They squander the 17 0 lead last week against Jacksonville. I mean, this is not like a team that's getting, you know, mollywopped every week. They're out there getting these huge leads and they can't hold them. Yeah, well, now it's starting to become a problem, right? You get yeah. crushed by uh, the Saints 24 nothing. That was ugly. By the way, I like your use of the word mollywop. That's not generally one I would use, but I just wanted to reiterate it because I liked well it. goes well with hot chocolate. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so those guys are out uh, this week for hey, the Raiders. Kelly, you're not, doing something life in, you're not doing something correct in life if you don't have a few haters. <laughs> Do you, do you, you know, my dad said this to me one time. He gave the greatest analogy. We were talking about something. He goes, this was when Pete Carroll and they were in their heyday. He goes, do you think USC is worried about Idaho in recruiting? Mm, no. So there's certain people, if you, they're not worried about you, they're Idaho. They're the vandals. There you go. I just, it's just, it's like, I loved it when I was 10. Like, that was like, you get excited about hot chocolate. Well, we'll be sure to get you a Guinness. <laughs> well, hey, you, you know, you, Dave, you throw a little peppermint schnapps in well, there. Well, now we're talking. Yeah. Now that changes the whole Break game. Break it up a notch. Like, right? you can make fun of me because I love eggnog. Like, I just think. It, I just would oh, never Dave, drink that. Me too, until uh, until I was, uh, I had an on-air bet where I had to drink a half gallon of it. Oh, no, uh, you did not. Yeah, I think I, I would be Prime sick. Primetime action last year. Haven't had a sip of it since. <laughs> you oh, probably you never did not. Was. You chugged well, it? No, no, what would I have, Sean? I probably had like an hour and a half, two hours, I think it was. Oh, my God. One, one hour to drink a half-gallon egg. I'm God, a, that I'm, sounds I'm horrific. I'm team hot chocolate after that story. It was. I <laughs> felt pretty gross after it. <laughs> Let's get back to the NBA and uh, some of the games tonight on the docket. By the way, LeBron didn't play last night. Well, no, he played left oh, in the fourth quarter the with fourth. an injury, leg injury. By the way, I got to shout out Timmy Doyle. Great call. Kelly and I had the Cavaliers yeah, last night. Cavs second. had a lead. And then we see them come back. By the way, how good is Donovan Mitchell, even though they lost that game yesterday? Oh, so good. That, that, it, was a, it was an annoying game to watch where, hey, hey, if you didn't have any money on it, it was a great game to I watch. I completely right? agree with you. Because nobody missed a shot. No. Like, the Kings didn't turn the ball over. I think they had two turnovers in the first half. And like, so rare to see an NBA they, team. They, with they still have my favorite turnovers. player in the league, though. 
Darren Fox. Uh, oh, I Fox. love that guy. I was, when he was coming out of Kentucky. From the great state of Texas. I thought, I thought he was he's, – he's been really good, but I, I thought he would actually – would be better, and he's really good. Yeah. But I really thought he'd be like the old – like a, a real game changer. He's done with some injuries and just bad teams. I yeah, mean, yeah. That's really Dude, what it's bad, Dave. Did, so you, you, think did you just say you don't think he's really good? No, I said he is really good, but I he thought, thought he'd be, he'd be even better. better. You I, know get, what I, mean? I get what he's saying. You know what I mean? I thought like, wow. I don't, about, but we'll move on. Dave, this year you could see it because he's finally okay. got some pieces around well, what him. What I, I thought know. he would be. I'll, I'll tell you what you saw multiple times last night out of him, and it was his big thing coming out of college. And all was his speed, right? Yes, I don't, yes, I don't yes. know how many like times last night it would be made basket by the Cavs, inbounds the air and Fox, and he take it the length of the court and lay it in. I don't know. I would love to have seen a race in Wall's heyday with him and Deer oh, and Fox whoa. up the floor. You get it from uh, foul line to foul line. Who can be quicker? By the way, it was there for day one at John Wall in D.C. They rolled, literally rolled out the red carpet yeah. for him, like we thought in D.C. at the time. Difference maker. A good player. He's been a good player. But, again, has he fully realized what we thought John Wall, well, De'Aaron Fox fully realized what we think he's going to be? You know, I think one thing that's very important, we see this with wide receiver play in the NFL and quarterback play as well. You, when you are a player who's kind of has to rely on the team, if you're a natural scorer, you're going to score anywhere, right? Yeah. Like Bradley Beal has always scored in Washington. A mellow in his heyday. Yeah, exactly. score. But if you're a point guard or if you're a receiver, you need somebody yeah. else that's a good piece with you. And who in Sacramento has there been it's that you call. go, hey, this guy really has helped De'Aaron Fox out? I think it's totally fair. Uh, tonight's games, by the way, you know, I just watched, saw Utah a little bit last night. Yeah. They put oh, up a 40 good. spot in the fourth quarter to come back. And winning the ATL, they have the best record in the Western Conference, 10-3. and three. And now the Hawks are going to welcome in the Sixers off that blown lead in the fourth quarter. Speaking of guys, are they fully realizing their potential? I think we think Joel Embiid is that guy. Sixers getting a point in the ATL. What do you make of this one after the Hawks blew that one and now they got a back-to-back? Yeah, I, I think I'm not as concerned about the back-to-back because it's at home, no travel there. But the number feels a little bit short to me. I thought this was going to be two, two and a half in favor of Atlanta here. Kel, I don't know if you have any particular preference on this one, but I, I think it's a short number on Atlanta at home. Yeah, it's kind of where it opened. Sixers took money. Um, I'm stay. I'm staying away from this. They, they, t- uh, I don't know about you, Amal. To me, this is a pretty ugly card tonight, actually. I, 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 <laughs> I think Washington... <laughs> Washington at home catching points with the Mavs on a back-to-back uh, interests me a little bit. That's one and a half, yeah. It's one I might be looking at live. Um, other than that, I, I think I'm staying away from the from the association tonight. I, I tend to agree with you, and I'll tell you one area, though, you can take advantage of certain situations. We saw this a couple nights ago in Salt Lake City with the Lakers and the Jazz. They gave up 76 points in the first half the Lakers did, and I think Lakers had 71 themselves, somewhere in that range. They both shot an astronomical number, and I think the second half number, you come back, it's about 115 or so. They didn't get there. And when you see teams, Dave, shooting such a lopsided, 57, 58, 59%, wow. good opportunity oh, to come back the other way. Go I ahead. bet a live under on that game and lost by one point. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, very quickly in the NHL tonight. I should have waited longer, though. <laughs> Flames and Bruins. Bruins have been a revelation so far at the beginning of the season. Golden Knights – Obviously, a great start to their season, too. They're on the road against Buffalo uh, up there at the the old odd is what it used to be called for the Sabres. Any leans either way tonight, either uh, on those with the Bruins at home and or the Knights on the road? Uh, don't want to play the Knights game here. I thought this was an interesting one against Buffalo. But Comrie's going to be in net tonight for the Sabres. Uh, Logan Thompson has been playing sensational. You mentioned that game between Boston and Calgary. I was initially mm-hmm. looking at this one under because Linus Wilmark is in net and Jacob Markstrom was expected to go. But he's not going to be in net tonight for the Calgary Flames. You got uh, Vladar in net here. So 
I, I mean, the number's gone up astronomically now. It's gone up, I think, almost close to 35, 40 cents on Boston. All right, so uh, maybe that price is getting a little bit too hefty there. Yeah, they're like minus 180 range. Oh, Ooh. is that it? Is what you're because looking. I saw somewhere else the 205. So, yeah, if it's still 180, I don't think it's – Old Mark's been unbelievable. I watched the game the other night against the Blues. I mean, this guy could have stopped a P. Minus 180, you know what that is. J.U. Ice. <laughs> when we come back, college hey, – works better now. <laughs> College football Saturday. We'll get in with them all and I when you come back with us right here in Big Bets on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Eastern Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouch. It's the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. So buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. And buy it today. Back alongside them all, Shaw, I wonder... We, our VEASAN editor, Steve Mackinnon, we had him on the program yesterday. If he's had that talk yet with his son, <laughs> found some Zen in the back seat. Look, it's it's cold. I mean, if you're an adult, go for it. Not of age, you're going to have to have a talk with dad. Well, first of all, he's, he's over 18, right? Oh, I, I think so. I don't so, know. I don't want to put that out in the streets. I just assume he's over 18 since he's in college. Yeah. It, my dad, I'll never forget, when I came home with, with my buddy, Ferdy Tolentino, he and I, freshman at VCU together, we came back to Virginia Beach. We grew up together. And we walk in, and my dad throws us a beer. And my mind goes, Jerry, they're not of age. Ah, they're in college now. Like, when you're in college, you kind of bypass certain rules. I would agree with you. But you didn't drink in, in college. No, I drank, like, probably a couple of times. I was like, listen, man, I'm more social than these fools are after they're liquored up anyway. Well, like, I, you, like m- many guys drink to have liquid courage, right, to yeah, talk yeah. to women. I'm I, like, I don't care. I'll go right over it. No problem. That's a great point. And by the way, I had uh, leafless tobacco in college. I would recommend Zen nicotine pouches. That leafless stuff, not good. Let's get to the college football slate on Saturday. North Carolina against Wake Forest. So this is a battle down there where you get in that Raleigh area and uh, Durham area and you get Chapel Hill. I mean, this is a battle down there in their small beltway. Down there, Cary and... For those that don't know the area, I used to live down there. Don't forget, you're not going to include Apex? Apex is right there, all of it. But this is a rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. Carolina doesn't want to lose to Wake Forest, but Wake Forest can make a claim now that we're just as good as you now in the ACC. 100%. And I'll tell you right now, this team is really playing well. If you are Clemson, you better be ready Oh, uh, if you face off in the ACC championship. The one thing that concerns me a little bit with Carolina is defensively. This team still has some areas for improvement, but – uh, May has been tremendous this year. Josh Downs, I could make a case that he's got to be one of the bullet in the call finalists or right up there. I mean, he's been tremendous all season long. Like the running game of this team, but th- this is a dangerous team. Defensively is the one area I have a concern. You know, what's interesting to me when you mentioned May for Carolina, like I always talk about quarterbacks that you trust, certainly in the pro level. Mm-hmm. I'm not as fine-tuned as you are in the college level. You know, Sam Hartman, you go, well, that's the quarterback I trust. Who do you trust more? at the quarterback position here? Because it's a pretty good matchup. You know, that's a great question. I I like Drake May a lot. And I don't know if this is the right answer, but I'm going to go with Hartman because I'm a big Sam Hartman guy. I've watched this kid for the last season and a half, and just what he's been able to do is tremendous. I I really like his ball placement, his intelligence, when to take off and run, 
Um, th- this should be a fun, fun game Saturday night. Holy My cow, goodness. 77 and Holy a half. Holy what? May not be enough. <laughs> really? Yeah. Again, we we're assuming Cat 1 has gone through that area by then. Because remember, you, would, you should look at weather if it's still going to be an issue. That would be the only thing that would kind of raise the red flag for me if it's bad weather on Saturday. Hopefully everything's pushed through that area by then. But 77 and a half. My goodness. And Wake Forest giving four to Carolina? Boy, that, that feels like a little bit hefty to me. I, I would agree with you there uh, in terms of when you look at this matchup, it seems like a little bit of a big number. Right. So my lean would be Carolina plus a four. But, again, check that weather before you play that total, even though it is. We're expecting a lot of points. A&M against Auburn. I don't know what to expect from either one of these teams anymore. I mean, Jimbo, for, for everything that happened in the offseason, Right, calling out saving, and you know, like we can't wait. We circle the date and all that stuff. They and played the well, way, though. They did. Isn't their best game they <laughs> played really all year was, with the third string quarterback? I, what do you make of what A and M is? Auburn, we know, is a mess. A and M is a mess. This feels like a, just a messy game. It, it is, and I think it's going to be that way when you look at this particular matchup. Um, I, I tell you, for me, Auburn's not a particularly good team. A&M's been banged up with injuries, as we know, last weekend and more of the flu situation. But yeah. I still think they're a decent squad. I love A-Chain at the tailback position. He's tremendous. Um, You're catching a point and a half if you're an A&M at, you know. You got two, three, and six teams. And, and I got to tell you right now, Dave, one of these teams, mercifully, their season's going to end on Saturday, right? Because they won't have to go to a bowl game. Right. I know people always say, oh, everybody wants to go to a bowl game. I'm telling you right now. So many players on teams like Auburn or A&M where there's expectations, they don't have any interest in going through 15 more practices. I, I'm with you. The total's low, 48-and-a-half. A&M, again, catching, catching points in the road against Auburn. Do you ever think Auburn would be laying points? It's just one-and-a-half. I think if you like A&M, first of all, hold your nose. But, two, you play at money line, right, instead yeah. of taking the point-and-a-half. tend to agree with you there. I mean, just to extract a little bit more value at plus $1.05 instead of laying – uh, laying a dollar ten, if you want to take the point and a half. Uh, let's take a look at Georgia against Mississippi State, and I know people are going to go, "Well, this feels like a trap spot, right?" Because what Georgia just did, we had Derek Rackley on the program uh, this yesterday as well, and, and D Rack was there for that one, and just saw how much more dominant Georgia was. The, the final score didn't even indicate how lopsided it was in that win over then number one Tennessee. Now they're going to lay sixteen and a half against Mississippi State. It feels like Mississippi State can score points unless they play a good defense. I love the way you phrase it. I was just about to point out the same thing. This team is effective offensively if they're playing in an inept defense. Right. They can't do it with consistently good defenses. I got to tell you guys, I feel like this number's a little bit short. I think Georgia rolls in this game. I'm not worried about the fact that people are saying, oh, hang on. No, no, no. Listen, Georgia, they're going to win their final three games. And can we just stop that Georgia-Georgia Tech game now? Oh. I mean, that is bordering on child abuse. <laughs> I mean, it is absolutely preposterous right now with the rambling wreck. It is a beatdown. It I mean, is a beatdown. And I think this is going to be a beatdown. I think Georgia's defense, they're going to play extremely well here. They've got the dudes on the exterior, on the perimeter, to be able to slow down Mississippi State. Um, I, I just don't think Mississippi State's good enough to slow down this Georgia team. You know, Stetson Bennett's had a tremendous season. By the way, just very quickly, you mentioned the Georgia, Georgia Tech game, which comes traditionally on Thanksgiving weekend, right? Mm-hmm. They moved the backyard brawl years ago, yeah. from Pittsburgh and West Virginia, out of that same area that time because they thought they, they thought the game wasn't that good anymore. So they moved it, and you saw it at the beginning of the year this year, and it was lights out. Would you be a proponent, Commissioner Shaw, of moving the Georgia-Georgia Tech game away from the holiday weekend where it's visible 
and moving it to week one. You know, I, I would for this reason. I get why they played holiday weekend, right? Everybody's in the Atlanta, Athens area. You Everybody's, can attend. Everybody's there. You can attend the game, no problem. But the reason why I'd like to see it moved and I'd like to see the dogs have an SEC game because if they're in a situation where if Florida or Kentucky or Tennessee are kind of, you know, have a shot to catch them, then that game means something. Yeah. Because remember, for Georgia, they officially get into the SEC championship game with the win Saturday. Ooh. Right? Because, remember, they have the head-to-head against Tennessee. Right. Tennessee would have to win against uh, – they've got Misery and Vandy left. They win those two games, and then Georgia wins their this one game this weekend, and then it doesn't matter what happens on the 19th. They're into Atlanta. So the game against Georgia Tech is really – just for cosmetics, to keep your number one spot in the country. Yeah, I mean, they could actually lose the game. I know, it, it really matter. wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. I, that sounds bizarre to say, Yeah, but th- there really would be nothing to play for because they, they win the SEC title. Exactly. They're still going to go to the college football playoff. Yeah. That is amazing that that game is that much devalued, but I'm picking up what you're putting down. Washington against Oregon. Uh, Bo Nix is the Heisman Trophy leader if he doesn't play week one against Georgia. I mean, if you could take away that game, one, Oregon's undefeated, and they're in the college football playoff uh, right now. They'd be a top-four seed. And two, Bo Nix would probably be your favorite to win the uh, the uh, the Heisman. But those things did happen, and that's why they're not in those situations. Dave, if I were better looking at it, I'd have a better career. The bottom line is this is an undervalued and underrated rivalry. You want to talk about two oh. programs that cannot stand each other? This is it. I'm going to tell you what, though, Dave. I, I think I'm going to lay the number here with Oregon. Really? Yeah. I, I, they're going to put up a 40-burger plus on them. Washington can't stop anybody. Now, Penix and company can throw the ball. They, they put up a ton of yards through the air. But I just think against Oregon, who doesn't have a great defense, I think the Ducks are going to – I would tell you right now, today's Thursday, take this game because I think this line's going to hit 14, and I think they're going to steamroll Washington. When I say steamroll, 17, 20 points, but in a rivalry cover like the this. Yeah, cover Yeah, cover the number. Um, but – I think Washington's going to put up points, but Oregon's going to put up a ton of points in this game. 72 and a half. We talked about the, yeah. the total with Wake and, and North Carolina, 77 and a half. Anyway, this game isn't in the 40s? Uh, in the in the 40s? In for, term- for the winning team, at least? Yeah, I don't. Well, if Washington's going to win this game, it's got to be lower than 35. They, I, I just think Oregon's offense right now, Bo Nix, to your point about the Georgia game, forget the Heisman. Mm-hmm. In terms of the last six weeks, I don't know if anybody's playing better than Bo Nix. What, what's happened? Is this Dan Lanning? What is? What are they tapped in with Bo Nix? Because I look now and I go, I don't know that Bo Nix was on the NFL radar. Maybe he was still from his Auburn. We know how highly recruited he was going into Auburn. But it, it felt like he the shine was so far off. He became a, a forgotten quarterback, and now it's like he's resurrected his pro prospects. Yeah, you you mentioned the Auburn thing. You know, his dad had my all, one of my all time favorite plays at Auburn. Uh, Patrick Nix to Frank Sanders back of the end zone against Florida in the swamp. Um, Patrick Nix, wow. The uh, But, you know, I, I think he's very good talent. He was inconsistent in terms of throwing the ball. Just like we've seen Jaden Daniels at uh, LSU, the coaching has improved him. I think the same thing has happened at Oregon. He's dangerous with the speed. You got everything covered on third and six, and boom, next thing you know, it's a 36-yard run to the house for him. Patrick Nix, did he play under Pat Ty? Pat Ty? No, Pat Ty. He tied Syracuse once instead of going for it. So that's what we called him in upstate New York. Come on back. We'll go up to Boston with Josh Applebaum. Talk Thursday Night Football next on Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance bet, Friday night college football bet, plus get Sunday football partway insurance, and more. Head to BetRivers.com. Download the Bet Rivers app. It is a whole new ballgame. Back alongside them all, Shaw. Before we ship up to Boston with Josh Applebaum, we want to give out our pro tip for our number one. And this is something that we're kind of kidding about, but really you should take it seriously when you're handicapping the NFL. Outdoor games, college football. This weekend up there in Apex and Raleigh, <laughs> Wake Forest area. Today in Charlotte, we've got weather coming through, right? So when you really want to start factoring that into your handicap, we're thinking maybe winds of 15 miles per hour or more 
is when you think it might really affect a total. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something you have to concern yourself with. The rain doesn't turn out to be that way. Kelly, you remember the game between Florida State and Miami up at the Doak? Highest scoring game in oh, series oh, history. Yeah. That was an absolute monster. And you might have been in school there at that time. Uh, I think it was just after me. I think it was after me. Okay. And, and Dave, it was there were puddles on the field at Doak Campbell. But no win, just rain? They scored, I think, like 89 points Whoa. in that game. So, again, just factor that in, that maybe the rain isn't so much of a deterrent for scoring, but the wind could be. So that is something certainly that come in play tonight in that uh, Atlanta-Carolina game, and that total has plummeted. Uh, down to about 41 and a half. So that is our pro tip for hour number one. We do those across the VEASAN spectrum. That gives you access to 20 a day as a VEASAN pro subscriber. You can sort them out when you go to VEASAN.com by show and or by sport. But without further ado, let's ship up to Boston and our guy Josh Applebaum. You can catch Josh every morning as the host of Morning Bets and Market Insights podcast. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Josh underscore insights. Josh, welcome back on this Thursday, my friend. We're, we're playing Willard Scott, Al Roker, pick your favorite meteorologist out there. But what do you make of the weather? And does that factor into what you've seen here in these totals and certainly the side as well? Yeah, Dave and Amal, it's great to be with you. And you guys hit the nail on the head. And if you even talk to our buddy Mike Pritchard, who played in college in the NFL, he'll tell you the same exact thing here. I think when you see inclement weather, uh, weather, your automatic you know, public thought is, oh, it's going to be really detrimental uh, to the total. So just take the under. But again, if you talk to players, if you look at the data, it's really, as you guys astutely pointed out, it's not really the rain. It's not really the snow. I think the other pre, uh, preconceived notion is when it's really, really cold, just take the under. But there's a lot of data out there that when the temperature is actually 30 degrees or less, the over is actually pretty decent. It's around Ooh. 55%. Uh, when you look at some of those like Lambo games where, you know, it's like freezing and you're at home sitting, uh, you know, in front of your, your couch, you're all bundled up. You're like, oh, these guys, how can they play in the cold? They're not going to be able to throw it or run it. But actually, it's not a big deterrent here. You guys hit the nail on the head. It's the wind. The wind makes a huge difference here. And to you guys, for your pro tip, I think you guys are spot on. If it's like five mile per hour winds, seven, eight mile per hour winds, I'll kind of take that into account, but it's not going to really make me go run to bed and under. It's the extreme weather scenarios where, to your guys' point, to me, got of at least 10 or more, but 15 or more, you know, 20 or more. What you like about this one tonight, yes, it's going to be really rainy. You're looking at maybe two inches of rain. I've seen some from, from some meteorologists in the area, but it's that wind, 15 miles per hour or more pretty much the entire game, 20 to 30 mile per hour gust throughout the game. Ooh. Now, with all that being said, though, guys, it's kind of hard to take the under at this point. Maybe we get a low-scoring game, but as sports bettors, we're programmed to say, hey, if a line's moved too much, is there still value? I think the play is the under tonight, but again, if you're playing the under 41.5 right now, you're really getting the worst of it. Some books are going to 41. That is a good sign for the under, uh, but this was 44.5, 43 yesterday. You're getting the worst of it. You're on the right side. Uh, some tips to you, uh, what, what you guys mentioned as well. The wind blows 10 miles per hour or more. The under this year is a little bit over 70%. Uh, divisional unders are 70%. So a lot to like about this under. To me, it's an under or no play. I'm not going to go back the other way and take the over. I'm just a little concerned that if I'm getting the under 41 and a half right now, I could have gotten a 43 or 44 just a day or two ago. If somebody didn't play it at that number and they weren't fortunate enough to get it, what number would you recommend they go up to or what's your point of demarcation here? So kind of 42 them all, you know, in my head, you, you see some of those uh, scores around like 42 and a half, 42 ish. Um, again, the other thing is though, you know, we look at the closing line value, you get a bad under 41 and a half. It may close at 41 or 40 and a half. So you still may beat the closing line here, but to your point of all, I think as a better, you know, there's no perfect answer. You have to 
bet what you're comfortable with. Like if you still think based on this really bad weather, terrible wind and these divisional undertrend, by the way, primetime under has been great this year as well. Then, Hey, fire away. But if you feel like it's the unders, the bet or live bet it guys, what if we have, Mm -hmm. you know, an uh, opening score touchdown or, you know, first drive, they score a touchdown. The new live line is, I don't know, 45, 46, 47. Maybe you come in and make it a live line bet. But to me, I'm all, 42 or less, I feel like there's some value gone at this point. I want to talk about the side as well because I've seen it drop a little bit. Three was pretty much uh, throughout the week, and now it's down to two and a half here. So not a huge move, but off that key number of three here. And, Josh, I look at it and I go, well, if it is bad weather, that's actually, to me, would favor Atlanta. Just because of the propensity they have to run the football with CMC now in San Francisco, I know they, you know, is still going to try to run the football uh, in Carolina. But shouldn't that – I'm surprised. And I see the money – uh, with the splits here are going the ATL's way, but the numbers come down. Is that a red flag for you? Definitely a red flag. And I think if you're a contrarian hazmat guy like me, you actually <laughs> love this angle here for Carolina guys. I got Carolina at plus three. I think a teachable moment, you know, earlier in the week, a lot of people will question and say, Hey, when should I place a bet? Should I bet it early in the week, late in the week? Should I wait throughout the week? Should I bet it right before game time? To me, I bet numbers when I have a system match and I'm on a key number and the juice is telling me it's going to get worse. So for example, you know, this game open actually was as low as Atlanta. I saw a minus one and a half minus two opener. You got to the key number of three and you've had a lot of buyback here. Plus three on the Carolina Panthers, bring it back down to two and a half. So when I saw that it was at three and I saw our VEASAN.com bet splits, 80% of bets on Atlanta, a huge Ooh. public play automatically I'm saying, Hey, three is probably going to be our best numbers. And the fact that it was juiced up, like it may get, get down to two and a half. That's inevitably what ended up happening here to me though, guys, you know, the key number of three is so, so important here. If you talk to a bookmaker being on or off it, you know, there's a lot on the line here, whether you got a three a two and a half in terms of, you know, how it can play out for the house. I would look at Carolina plus three. I got the three, but if you haven't bet it yet, I would wait to see if this huge public betting on the Falcons just naturally brings it back up to three. If you wait it out, you may get the three anyway. Also, I'm not a big fan of buying points, but I will buy a half point around a key number if I can get it like less than minus 125. So if you're at a book that's, you know, Atlanta minus two and a half, minus 120, look at it the other way. It's Carolina plus two and a half, like minus 105 or even money plus 100. Buy a half point, take it to plus three, minus 120. To me, that's a worthwhile bet there around a key number, uh, that which could be worthwhile. But guys, a lot of dog matches tonight. Uh, you look at divisional uh, dogs this year. They're 60% ATS. The one that I really like, though, aside from being contrarian with this buyback three down to two and a half, like if everyone's betting um, uh, the, the, the Falcons here, why aren't we up to three and a half or four? That's notable that it was got down three to two and a half. But if you look at these teams that get blown out by 20 points or more, come back the next week, they're a really good buy low opportunity. Dogs that get blown out by 20 or more come back the next week. They're seven and three against the spread this year. And they're 62% against the spread over the last four seasons. So to me, this is a hazmat put on two or three hazmat suits, guys. <laughs> I'm on Carolina plus three. I like the under. I'm just worried it moved too much. I want to ask you about another game in case people don't want to watch this game or don't have Amazon Prime. Um, Tonight, college football, Georgia Southern taking on Louisiana. Uh, I understand you have a play on this one. Yeah, I do have a play on this one. I'm all, I'm going to take the over here. So I talked about this one on the morning bets pod this morning. It has moved in uh, basically a good direction for me. If you got the, uh, or anyone who got the under or sorry, the over early here, but a lot of consistent movement toward this over tonight. So maybe you get a lot of points in this one. Now this total opened at 58, 59 ish around there. You're all the way up to 63 guys. So again, we talk about getting the right number. If you want to lay off because you missed a bunch of points here, I totally get it. But what I like about this over is it's a contrarian over opportunity. The public thinks this line is too high. 
the public loves betting overs. It's much more fun to root for points than root for, you know, uh, missed extra points and, and, you know, you know, drives that end up in a, in a punt here. What I like about this one is you're only getting across the board uh, like 44% of bets on the over, but it's taking in like 80% of the money. So this is a contrarian over opportunity. Public loves overs, but they're scared off by this big number here. But from open to this morning to now, it continues to go up, up, and up. So if you can still find a 62.5, to me it's still a worthwhile bet here. I love seeing it go up, especially if you bet this over a little bit earlier today. But guys, the play to me is Georgia Southern. They're giving up like – they're scoring like 35 points a game, giving up like 30-something points a game. They're mm. at 500 yards of offense. They're giving up 500 yards on defense. Louisiana's not this like flame-throwing offensive team, but maybe they look better against this Georgia Southern uh, defense here tonight. I like the over. I got a 61.5. I'd play it up to, at this point, 62.5. All right. Very quickly, uh, last minute that we have here, Josh. What do you do with this Bills and Vikings game on Sunday, not knowing about Josh Allen? I see Casey eight now is feeling himself. What do you make of this matchup in the number that's been dropping all week? Well, this is unbelievable here, Dave. If you have gotten Minnesota earlier this week, I mean, you're going to set the record for closing line value. They open at <laughs> plus nine and a half. You're all the way down to three and a half. I mean, uh, I did mention Pauly on Wednesday and that was at five. So just from Wednesday to today, I mean, wow. just like less than 24 hours, you've fallen even further to three and a half. So to me, again, maybe the theme today is just not betting a game that's moved too much. I still think if you're playing this game, you take Vikings plus three and a half. Josh Allen didn't practice again today. Kirk Cousins is good as a dog. Dogs three and a half or more, guys. They're 65% against the spread this year. You missed a good number, but I'll take the hook on the Vikings. It's a new day and age when Kirk Cousins now is a reliable quarterback in the NFL, at least ATS. Hey, Josh, great stuff as always. Uh, Check him out every morning uh, for the Morning Bets podcast. We appreciate you as always. When we come back, let's talk some more NFL, and somebody's doing pretty darn well in Circa Millions. We'll discuss. We come back with us right here on Big Bets on Beast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. 
That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.